Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Match to Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You'll find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match to Lava, and today is Sunday, May 22nd, 2022. It has been a somewhat busy day for me. I ended up getting up and going to church, getting home a little bit later because I was just out hanging out with some family for a little bit. And so got home and got started a little bit later, got my week planned out, and then kind of just plugged away from there. I had some stuff I needed to do around the house, but much past that, I did work today, did some Amazon work, and tried to figure out some new products to sell. So let's cover what kind of things I'm seeing for the week ahead and some of the things I've been looking at for Amazon. So this week we do have some sneaker releases, and it's actually it's a pretty profitable week for sneakers if you hit the sneakers, and I think that's going to be the tough part. I think that we look at weeks where there's huge hype drops like this, and we get all excited, and we say, hey, we're going to hit a bunch of shoes, and this is like a great week. This is a super profitable week. What is left out of the equation, though, is how difficult it's going to be to hit those particular shoes, and I think this week in particular is going to be a very difficult sneaker week, and the reason for that is because we have a union release on the sneakers app which is going to be i believe extremely limited i think it's going to be tough to hit those because there's going to be so many people entering for it and we also have travis scott uh like a travis scott collab releasing on the sneakers app as well i believe that'll be super limited and very difficult to hit and like i personally have been entering on the sneakers app for let's say about three years at this point and i've never hit a travis scott release so it just kind of it's very difficult and i'm somebody who has like a decent amount not a decent amount of accounts but i have some accounts that hit regularly and they have never hit a travis scott release so i think that's the tough part right we have some great releases this week but the tough part's really going to be can you actually hit on those releases if you hit you'll make a lot of money if you don't it's kind of going to be uh, just a bummer. So anyway, that's what we have this week for sneakers. There's some other releases mixed into there. I think that there may be a New Balance release as well, but the main releases that we're focusing on are going to be Union and then Travis Scott, and there's probably a couple other ones that I'm, I'm missing, but those are the really, really big ones and the really hyped ones for the week. So go for those. I think those are the 26th and the 27th, so if you can hit one of those, you'll make some money. Definitely pay attention to StockX, do your own research, see which shoes are selling well, which collabs are selling the best and, and kind of go from there but overall i do believe that this is a a very decent week if you can hit some of these sneakers releases to make some money so that's kind of what we have this week today i focused on getting some of that set up and getting my calendar set up and i was listening to my first million they kind of had a really interesting take on how you should organize your priorities in like a work week i guess and so uh, Sean Purry is the guy who created My First Million. It's a really, really good podcast. I think it's one of the like biggest business podcasts out there at this point. And he was talking about his mental framework for how he organizes his week. He basically said, like, if you can go back to your algebra class and remember what a basic graph looks like, where you have like the cross pattern and then you have like the positive, negative, x, y axis, that whole thing. But if you just divide, kind of, you just think of a piece of paper in your mind and divide it into quadrants. So you have four like a draw a cross in the middle of it and just you have four separate areas of the paper the first like upper right hand quadrant would be important and needs done very quickly the second one would be uh like if you go directly down from that it would be important but can be done at a much slower pace or i think if you go directly down it's uh not important and can be but needs to be done fast over on the left of that you would have not important and doesn't need to be done fast and then in the top left you would have 
uh, very important but doesn't need to be done quickly at all. And you may think, okay, well, why would something be important and not need to be done quickly? Well, there's just plenty of things that are very important. Paying your taxes is very important, but if you're three or six months out from tax day, you don't have, you don't necessarily have to pay your taxes right then. Like, there's certain things where you just don't have to do them immediately, but they're very important. And so that's something where these are certain th ways of organizing your week as well, because there are some things that just need to be done. It doesn't really matter when you get them done, but there are some things that they must be done and they need to be done immediately. And so that's kind of the way I've been organizing it. It seems like it'll be a kind of a more productive way of thinking about things. But that was one thing that I did to organize my week this week. There's something that I've been working on outside of, of that kind of thing. I was working on Amazon and trying to get ungated in some of the products that I want to sell. Some of those products are pesticides. And so you may say, well, why would you want to sell pesticides? Well, that's not actually what I want to do. I don't want to sell bug repellent, okay? What I actually want to sell are a lot of the products that are labeled according to like regulations as pesticides. So as I was watching some of the videos, there were some products that I wouldn't have thought of as being labeled as pesticides that were labeled. So think of like if you have a swimming pool and you want to keep algae out of it. Well, algae in that case would kind of be a pest to, to the pool and the pesticide would be the algae like remover or killer or whatever you put in your pool to kill the algae, right? And so these are some of the things that like people would sell on Amazon that aren't necessarily thought of as like, I'm not a farmer, why would I use pesticides? Well, it kind of goes a lot bigger than that where you may have some sort of like mosquito repellent or you may have like all these different things that you may not think of traditionally as being a pesticide, but by the regulatory definition, it is a pesticide. So you have to go through this training on Seller Central on Amazon, and then you have to click apply to be uh, able to sell. And I think that they just take your information and then you can sell it. So I went through the training, it wasn't too difficult, and I'd been putting it off for a while. I thought it was gonna take me several hours. It honestly took me like 40, 45 minutes, so it was really quick. And now I can sell a lot of different cleaning products, things that are like antibacterial. Some of that stuff has been considered as a pesticide just by the very nature of the way the regulations are drawn up. So a lot of that stuff I'm able to sell now, barring that I'm actually ungated in the specific brand that's selling it. So. I was looking at pine salt earlier and I don't know if I'm going to sell any pine salt or not, but some of it used to be gated for me where I wouldn't be able to sell it because it was saying, hey, this is antibacterial or this promises that it will keep you, like bacteria from coming into your house or all that kind of stuff. And they counted that as a pesticide on Amazon. So I had to be ungated in that and I had to go through the training to make sure that I understood what a pesticide was, understood which things are legal to sell, which things are not legal to sell and all, the whole nine yards on that. So. That was something I did today, it didn't take very long. It was a really good training, kind of understand things a little bit more, which is kind of cool. But also I have a huge array of products that's kind of been ungated for me to be able to sell them. So if you want to do that, you can definitely go on to Seller Central, just find a product that would be labeled as a pesticide and then click apply to sell and then it'll take you through the whole thing and tell you, hey, you can set, you can go here and uh, we'll do the training here and all this kind of stuff. So overall, that was what I did. And then I went through some products that I've been looking at. I, I've been going just, picture by picture by picture, product by product. It's not very exciting, but it is rewarding because I am finding some leads, just going through Walmarts, taking photos of the shelves, going home, looking them up on Amazon, looking for related products on Amazon, all that kind of stuff. It's been kind of rewarding because I've been finding some products and stuff that I have missed. And the thing about Amazon that, that I want to make very clear is that it is, it is a very fickle platform it, to do research on. And the reason is it is treating you when you're doing research on Amazon as a buyer, right? And the best kind of framework that I can think of this is somebody said that Amazon is 
its search engine is completely optimized to be buyer centric, right? They're not trying to optimize it so sellers can find which stuff is selling the best. They are trying to optimize it both in Seller Central and just when you type stuff into Amazon, it's both optimized for the buyer. There's no different search engine. There is some sort of a different search engine in Seller Central, but they're both pretty much optimized for buyers. And so what you need to be able to do is figure out what sorts of terms do buyers search for. And this is one of the things that I love about reselling is that it's it's kind of all encompassing. There's so many skills that you learn from it. Learning what sorts of things buyers search for isn't just like a little skill that you can use to figure out new products to sell. That goes a lot farther than just being able to find what products are selling on Amazon. And the reason for that is when you're looking for which things buyers would type in, you're kind of learning uh, your own database in your mind of keywords that buyers would search for when they're looking for a product. And so when you get better at that and better at finding good keywords and stuff, you're really actually learning SEO and different SEO principles that you can learn just through doing reselling. And so if you ever wanted to start a Shopify business or you ever wanted to start a blog, you would have a little bit of a better understanding than if you were super green as to what a buyer or what a consumer would look for or search for when they're trying to find something. And so you'd have a better chance of optimizing your titles, a better chance of optimizing your Shopify titles if somebody's typing something into Google to hopefully rank it if you're running Google ads. Like all these different things you can have a better understanding of just through doing Amazon research because Amazon's like the king of putting good titles on on items and selling. So if somebody's going to teach you SEO, it might as well be them. And this is like kind of the one of the best ways that I can see of learning it. And so the whole point, though, uh, kind of doubling back is Amazon isn't necessarily it, it doesn't necessarily always make sense whenever you're looking for products. And like you can type in a brand name. This is kind of the best way I can I can put it right. Let's say you were wanting to sell bounty paper towels. and I don't think that many bounty paper towels sell well. So I'll just use that as an example. If you type in bounty, you'll probably get 10, 15, 20 pages of search results. And you can go through every listing on there and look at every one of them. Okay, and that's good. But if you type in bounty paper towels, you may get different listings that pop up than search than than would have popped up for bounty. And you think, why? Well, bounty is a broader keyword and bounty paper towels, it should just, whatever falls under bounty paper towels should also fall under just the keyword bounty, right? And, and that's where that's where the kind of disconnect is because I don't think that's the case. I've been finding a lot of products that I'll search a brand name and just the brand name and go through all the items under that brand. And typically they're not 12 pages long. There's maybe only three or four pages of, of products. It's more of a niche brand. And then I'll type in something else. Like 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 I said, bounty paper towels, I'll actually type in the brand name and then what the product is. And it brings up different listings that weren't in the initial set of listings with just the brand name. And so it kind of gets me wondering what sort of what sort of weird system are they using to show search results to buyers on Amazon? Because it's not necessarily like a one for one trade off. You don't just type in bounty and get all the bounty products. You get like the best bounty products and other products that are like those bounty products that you would maybe want to buy where they know if you're typing in bounty paper towels to show you different search results. And so the algorithm isn't to show you everything. The algorithm isn't even to show you everything under one brand if you type in the brand name. The algorithm is to show you the best thing that you have a best chance of buying, right? And so if you type in bounty, they may show you all the bounty products that they think you may buy, and they may show you a bunch of other products that aren't even bounty that they also think you may buy because people that type in the word bounty and hit search on Amazon typically buy those sorts of products. They have all that data. Amazon is a data-centric company that they that they are a data company first and so they understand how to how to work things and so 
you type in bounding paper towels, you will probably get different search results and not only different search results, but search results that didn't show up in the broad keyword search of bounty. And this is huge because if you're looking for stuff, it's so easy to just go, okay, I'll type in like just this niche brand. Oh, there's, there's, you know, 10 listings for this and that's it. But what Amazon's not telling you is that they're probably either not showing you all the listings or they are showing you only like a fraction of them because they think those are the ones you're going to buy. And there probably is some research out there that says something like, hey, if we only show them 10 listings instead of showing them every listing, there's a better chance of them making a decision to buy. So there's a whole lot more going on in the background that we know as a regular person. And it's just interesting to me to kind of learn that and say, oh, they're not showing me everything. They don't want to show me everything as a buyer. They want to show me because when you're doing your research, you're doing it almost as a buyer on Amazon. And so when you're searching keywords and key terms on Amazon, they're showing you what they think you want to buy. And that's huge. So keep that in mind, especially if you're doing some sort of replenishables model of reselling or just any model where you would have to search for products on the actual Amazon website or in Seller Central. They're a buyer first platform and they want to cater to the buyer more than anything because that is the best way to get sales. And so when they see that there is an opportunity to do that, they most certainly will. And they will kind of take advantage of the data they have and put the best results in front of you as the buyer that they believe you'll buy. So that was kind of a huge breakthrough for me because I've been finding more products through that. I kind of necessarily, I would search the brand name and then write off the entire brand if I didn't find anything. Now I'm going through niching down a little bit saying brand name plus what the actual item is. Oh, that's giving me completely different search results than I was getting before. And it's actually showing me new products that I wasn't getting from just searching for the brand. So that's been huge. I've been doing that. And then much past that, I'm going to get some shipping done tonight and probably call it. So overall, just been a productive day. Not as productive as I would have liked. I would have liked to have found more products on Amazon. I did get some of my products that I sent out to FBA. They're finally kind of filled like showing up at fulfillment centers. And so if you've never shipped to FBA, I'll just kind of give you a quick rundown of how it works. You buy a product, you put the products in a box, Amazon gives you a discounted rate. Typically you ship in a heavier box. You don't want to ship in a box that's like five pounds because you'll probably end up paying six or seven bucks shipping. I shipped in a box the other day. It weighed about 25 pounds. I think it was like, I don't know, maybe roughly 20 by 14 by 10, like something like that. So a decently sized box. It cost me a to send in. So it was really cheap. And then it got there. They unloaded it. They made sure all of my items are in there. Then they put them on either more trucks or planes or however they transport the inventory and sent them out to their own fulfillment centers. So it's been in route for about a week now. I sent it out last Monday and it's finally, some of them are finally showing up today at fulfillment centers. And I've been tracking it each day, going through looking and it'll show you in your inventory these items are reserved. And typically that either means that it's sold or that it's being transferred to a fulfillment center. And so for me, I was just checking on that and it would say reserve and then you could click it. It would tell you why it was reserved. It would say either sold or something else. I don't know, maybe it was damaged or FC, like on the way to FC. And I was like, FC, fulfillment center. So most of them have been on their way to fulfillment centers. A few of them have actually started to show. Not even the entire quantity has started to show. So that's another thing you have to think about. They may not send all of your product to the same fulfillment center. They may send it to multiples depending on where it's most likely to sell and what region it's most likely to sell. They'll send it to a warehouse in that region. So I have products I sent in two or three of that only one of them is available for purchase right now on Amazon because people, because they haven't been delivered to the actual fulfillment centers yet. So anyway, I sent in a bunch of test products. I haven't had any sales yet. I only have probably like 
total of five quantity live out of anything, which is way lower. I think I sent in 27 total quantity of different, like 27 total items by uh, FN SKU. So like each of them, I, I sent in 27 items that can sell, but I, I think I may have spread it across, I don't know, maybe eight or so, 12, maybe FN SKUs. So I send in like multiple quantities of the same item for a few of them. Some of them are just tester items. I send in one or two and said, hey, this looks like it's selling on Amazon every once in a while. Let's see if it sells. If it doesn't, I'll drop the price. Somebody will buy it because it's Amazon. But for now, let's just kind of see how things go and uh, kind of send in that tester box. So that's finally getting in. I'll keep you up to date on how it's doing. I won't necessarily tell you the products, but I will tell you what types of things may be selling or how fast things are selling, what sorts of ranks and stuff like that. So you can kind of keep your keep your head kind of tuned into what I'm doing and hopefully be able to build an Amazon business kind of doing what I'm doing with replenishables should you want to do that sort of a, a business model. So anyway, that's what I'm working on right now. It's been a busy day. There's a lot that needs to be done and I'm going to go back in, probably get some work done doing a little bit of shipping. I got a coffee mug to ship out. I really should take those off of eBay because I desperately hate shipping them. It's it's like my downfall. Shipping coffee mugs is my downfall. It It's not because they're hard. They're just they're time consuming. So anyway, that's what I got to do tonight. I'm going to do some shipping, get that ready to roll. The other things I have to ship out are all vinyl. So it's going to be super easy. Throw them in a vinyl mailer, tape it, ship it. It's just super, super easy. I do like those for that reason. Coffee mugs, not so much. I, it's, it's a good starter item. If you're needing to save time and save space, coffee mugs are not the move. But if you're looking for a fun thing to do on the weekends, you just want to buy some and maybe have them around just to sell. It's a great starter item, or if you're like me and just love to nerd out on cool coffee mugs at the thrift store and just buy a couple and list them on eBay to see how much you can sell them for, that's also kind of a viable way. So anyway, that's what I got to do today. I got to ship this thing out and roll, get the things done, and hopefully find a couple more items before bed and then get up early tomorrow and get after it. So that being said, I'm going to wrap things up. It's Sunday. You guys have a great rest of your Sunday evening. If you're getting ready for work tomorrow, kind of take it with a uh, little bit of a pep in your step. I think that that's kind of the best way to get after it for the week, even if you don't want to go. That's kind of how I usually do it and have done it for whenever I had my nine to five. And so that kind of helped me out a little bit. And typically when I did that, I kind of handled the week a little bit better. So hopefully that helps you out. Hopefully you can get after it this week and let's get reselling. If you're trying to go full time, get after it, hit it very hard. That's what I'm doing. And you can make some money and hopefully leave your nine to five. If you're just trying to do it and make some extra income, that is completely doable as well. So that being said, I'm going to go. You guys have a great rest of your Sunday and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.